Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Quarantine Call with Shieldless Mag. I'm your host, Nick Shields, and as always, I'm joined by Ruben Barrick. We are the co-founders of shieldlessmag.com. On today's episode, we got a special guest, Mubarak Raouf. Mubarak is a Portland, Oregon-based skateboarder, actor, filmmaker, and small business owner. We catch up with Mubarak to see how he's holding up in this pandemic, as well as hear about how it's affected his skateboard company, Whitaker Skateboards. We also talk about the Black Lives Matter movement and supporting Black-owned companies. And then we get into a bit about his upbringing, how he got into skateboarding, how he got into acting, and running his own skateboard company, Whitaker Skateboards. We hope you enjoy the episode as much as we did, and if you do, make sure to share it on Instagram and tag us at ShieldlessMag. Also, follow Mubarak at Moobs, M-U-U-U-B-Z, and at Whitaker Skateboards. Cheers. Now it's a quarantine call from your buddies Nick and Ruben at that shieldless mag. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Gonna talk about skateboarding, talk about toilet paper hoarding, talk about working from home and getting unemployed and standing and washing your hands. It's a quarantine call. Welcome back to Quarantine Call with Shieldless Mag. I'm Nick Shields, co-founder of Shieldless Magazine. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ruben Barrick. What's up, Ruben? What's going on, y'all? Good to be here, and good evening. Good evening. And uh, on the line with us, we got a special guest, a uh, friend of the magazine and founder of Whitaker Skateboards out of Portland, Oregon, Mr. Mubarak Rauf. How you doing, Mubarak? What up, y'all? I'm doing all right. Did I say your name all right? You did. <laughs> Nailed that's good. It. That's good. You have like an apostrophe <laughs> in your last name, right? Uh, yeah, dude, that's <laughs> sick. I've never seen that before. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've had it for a minute, and I'm stuck still for that. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> an apostrophe there, like there's so many errors. I'll try to like do like like logins for like health insurance and stuff, and it's like uh, there's a symbol in the name. You can't. You're not allowed in. Oh, <laughs> Sometimes I have to take I have to take the apostrophe out, like to register for certain <laughs> things. I'm like, oh my god! You're like, this yeah, is my name. Well, that's, <laughs> that's that's just a testament to how terrible America is and our health care <laughs> industry as a whole. It's just like, oh, your name your name isn't just like Dan. Or like super regular. <laughs> Sorry, man, that's not gonna work. Like, right? I want to accept it. It is like, <laughs> like we're not gonna accept any other name. Yeah, <laughs> that's terrible, dude. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I mean, this is a quarantine call, so let's start it out by like, how's this uh, pandemic been treating you, dude? We're like. It feels like we're like two years into this or something. <laughs> How you been? <laughs> um, I honestly don't mind it. Like I, I'm already kind of like a very stay at home person. I don't really go anywhere, so that's good. It, it's <laughs> like I'm just, I mean, but but like I'm not gonna lie. Like when I when it first started like kick off, I was like, okay, you know, winter's over. 
like we're in emerging this spring. I'm actually it's just dope being able to hit spots and then get out more and then it, it actually did hit me pretty hard. Like the uh, first, you know, <laughs> little bit of like quarantine. I'm like, okay, man, I like just had a whole winter of like not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Now we got to yeah. extend it. Like now it's <laughs> kind of cool because, you know, it's like you, it's still a little bit like a ghost town out there. So you're not, I, I think that's, that's kind of dope. Like when you do go out, <laughs> you don't feel, at least when you're outside, you don't feel yeah. like nervous and scared. Yeah. Yeah, that is yeah, kind of the bummer of yeah. the Portland winter is like you can't skate and then and then it's like, oh shit, now I gotta stay inside, like what the fuck? But <laughs> we've been yeah. getting a little bit here and there. We've we've got some clips, so we're making the most yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've been doing a pretty good job too, like everyone's been been social distancing and like, you know, wearing a mask, so Yeah. Like, yeah, you got kinda of gnarly like over like the fourth of July, but I mean, that was mm-hmm. kind of expected. Yeah. The, I think, like, the sketchiest I, time that I've seen it amongst skateboarders is, like, at the skate parks right now is, is kind of weird. Oh, my God. But, like, I want to try and keep it keep it to the streets. I feel that. Yeah, I was skating uh, Louisville yesterday for a little bit, and then the, that's already kind of like a small skate park here in Portland. Like, it's... Like, if four or five people show up, it's just packed. Like, that's enough to where you're less than six feet apart. Yeah. Like, that's how small the part. Part <laughs> So I just, like, started skating the, like, ping pong table area. They have, like, mm-hmm. little, like, like, ledges there, I guess. Not really, I don't yeah, know they're, like, they're, like, they're, like, shaped like an asterisk or something, right? And it's, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, these little benches, they're, they're sick, but they're really hard to skate. Yeah, they don't make sense. They're like, how do I, like, hit this? What? This thing? <laughs> <laughs> you really oh, have to man. Yeah. Well, that's good that um, it's, it's treating you well so far. Um, how about uh, your your board company that you run, Whitaker? How's it, has it uh, affected the way that you've been, like, getting boards or running the brand at all? Yeah, so that is, like, a lot of, like, the manufacturers are backed up because of just the virus. So, it's like, a lot of late orders, and, like, mm-hmm. they're, they're kind of overwhelmed. But it's also given us some time to kind of just be like, okay, let's brainstorm some ideas. And I'm kind of working on that right now with uh, one of our guys who uh, does, does artwork for us from time to time. Nate, he works over at Adidas. and Ooh. You know, we're just oh, we're trying to cool. Yeah, we're we're trying to uh, you know, get some stuff going and kinda of just brainstorm. We have some ideas of some boards in the yeah. in the works and then see it's just kind of like a weird like hiatus time just because we're not really trying to with like the manufacturers, like our uh expectations are kinda of low right now as far as like getting boards and a timely matter. We kinda of don't wanna, you know, over uh, like give this expectation that we're gonna have stuff dropping soon. So <laughs> you know we just mm-hmm. kind of, and if we're just taking our time just to kind of like find ourselves and navigate through this virus and with everything yeah. that's happening. Yeah, you guys did but, have a, but things a are, pretty big release though. Like just yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. That was yeah that that was crazy. That that was uh, 
Those are already gone. <laughs> Damn. We don't have, yeah, we don't, like, I think the last of them were still at Cal Skate here in Portland and uh, Shrunken Head. I think they got the last of it, and um, uh, Smart Collective was holding some of our boards. They just kind of just got, they're just gone. They got uh, eaten up pretty quick, which is dope. I'm, I'm super hyped on that. Thankful. It's super cool, like, having the community come out, like, support and, you know, show up. Mm-hmm. That was super dope. Yeah, it seems like Portland shops really back, like, small local brands like that, which is rad. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah, the shops here are very supportive and you know they're they're all down to, to support so I'm super super dope. hmm What was the what's the thought uh process behind like selling them in the shops and not putting them on your own website or something? Yeah, so we wanted to do like an online thing, but like we figured it was just you know, like, we didn't have a drop for a while, so we didn't just want to just come out and be like, hey, we're still around and just drop boards online. We kind of wanted to not just show ourselves more, but uh, show ourselves more towards the community. So we just decided to not sell boards online, just sell them to, to the Portland skate shops just to kind of, you know, you know, show our respect to the, to the community and then, you know, kind of help, you know, uh, get the shops going again with, with the virus happening and I feel like everyone took a hit. So I feel like it was only fair to at least let the shots, you know, get bids on these boards and at least, you know, sell them out of there and kind of just to generate in some kind of way some support. Yeah, that's sick, man. And Reeves, did you have a question? Sorry, I've kind of been taken over. No, no, it's all good. Um, I was just following along. I was going to ask, um, since you were planning on trying to have some other graphics that are going to be involved with the brand, were you planning on doing any, like, special board releases or, like, any other products uh, that would be geared towards uh, BLM or any uh, movements going on right now? That'd be super dope. Um, yeah, I mean... That's something I haven't, I mean, like, I've had ideas of doing stuff like that, uh, in the past. Uh, we had a plan on having, like, the Satan's account just to kind of give back to, like, the community and specifically the African American community. And, you know, being like a new company, it's just kind of hard to, like, have savings for, like, those, those types of things. But I feel like now that there's, there's more support for that. It could be a little bit easier to uh, to maybe get that going in our in our next uh, re release for sure. Definitely give give back in that way. Right on. Yeah, that would be sick, dude. I mean, you see it from like all sorts of companies now, and so yeah, you know, like cool. people are. Yeah, it's like you know. Even if you don't have a lot, you can still kind of chip in a little, you know. I mean, that's I mm-hmm. think that's where we're at now is, you know, we could at least try and with the next series. Right, right now we're focusing on, like, uh, just trying to, like, rebrand and gear up for for newer stuff. But yeah. we do need to, to put that into, um, into what we're doing next as well, for sure. Yeah. I think it would be cool if you just did, like, 
like a board graphic or like a, a hat or something that like a percentage of those sales were donated or I don't know. I like the idea of like that for sure because, you know, you know, like a lot, like skateboarders, obviously we all skate, but like maybe people that don't skate want to support the brand, but also support Todd. Mm-hmm. So gives people that, that don't skate to have an That's option true. of uh, support in some way. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'll, go ahead, dude. <laughs> no, that's all good. I was just going to say, yeah, it makes more sense. It's good to, like, have more involvement. It makes it a little bit more universal. And also, it's just – it's it's less ephemeral. I mean, like, making a board is rad, but unless it's going to be, like, a wall board, if it's something everybody's skate – if it's something that everybody is, like, going to put to use and skate, that's awesome. But it would be rad to, like, have something that's a little bit more long-lasting and that, you know, kind of won't just seem like it's something for in the moment, but that they can have – uh, that will have a future impact as well. For sure. Make, make more of a statement, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And like, I mean, yeah, a skateboard is like people will skate it and it'll be done, but unless they hang it on the wall, but like a hat will last a long time. And I've seen like the, sure. the, the, um, like goods that you make are super fashionable. Like, all your jackets and stuff, they're not just, like, run-of-the-mill stuff. I bet you would make some pretty dope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you, you have, like, these satin hats right now or something I've seen. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, <laughs> they're fresh, dude. Silk. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, silk, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, they got a yeah, fresh out and shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think we're down to just one more. <laughs> one more? These things also got, yeah. Can you, Damn, can you, can you set that aside for your guy? The rumor has it I'm coming up to, <laughs> coming up to PDX in a week's time, and I don't know. Might need to hey. only one left. Yeah. Got you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, 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 maybe we can we'll make a trade or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got some shieldless merch we could... Um, sling barter with. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, <laughs> so, uh, there was, there was this, um, list made by a skateboarder named Patrick Kagongo, um, called the Blacklist. That is, uh, a, compi- a compiled list of black owned skateboard companies. And, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I saw that early on. Whitaker was on there. What was, what's that like seeing your brand next to? all these other, like, established brands and smaller local brands and, and whatnot. That was crazy. That was, uh, I'm super thankful for to that, and I think it's super rad that, that this was made. And not only I think it's super rad, I think it's super necessary because, I mean, you know, just having, like, a lot of minority-owned skateboard companies and, like, just businesses in skateboarding itself is super rad. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think giving it, like, that notoriety and really putting it out there, like, hey, here's where you could find these brands. I think that's super, super cool, especially in a time like this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, like, that's, it's awesome. Yeah, right. That, that's right. I mean, like, Whitaker is on that list. Like, DGK is on that list. Like, there's, there's yeah. like, it goes big, you know. <laughs> There's black on skate shops, like all sorts of stuff. It's sick. 
Yeah. It's super rad for, like, someone like me, too, to just also look at that list and, and be mind-blown that, like, all oh, the other companies, aside from my own, it's just, like, that's just crazy to <laughs> see that. It's, it's super dope. Yeah. What, for, for somebody who might not um, be in, involved in, in the movement or maybe wants to support but doesn't necessarily know how, why – in your own terms, like, why do you think it's important to support Black-owned businesses right now more than ever? Hmm, that's a good question. Uh, there's a lot of reasons. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know there's a ton, but I just wanted to get your perspective on it, you know? Like, I know it's a loaded question, but... Yeah, I feel like with, you know, just the history of African-Americans... It's only right that that you know this specific moment is you know pushing us forward into equality. Mm-hmm. So I think now that we have this eye, like this wide, you know, it's like eye-opening moment. It's just kind of like, okay, well, now that our eyes are wide open, check these brands out. These brands and what they're selling is what's going to make us, like, equal towards everyone else. It's not like, you know, we're asking for a handout. It's like, no, we have services. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to support us and bring us to the same level, support our businesses. And I think that's very important in a moment like this while we have the attention of everyone. Because, I mean, you know, <laughs> it'd be kind of crazy if we didn't. <laughs> but, right, yeah. Right. No, yeah, that's right, man. It's it's cool that it's being highlighted too, um, so that it's, yeah. it's easier to find, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When, you, when you go to like a like skateboard company's Instagram page or website, it doesn't say like the person who owns this company is a white person, or it's like, yeah. you know, like. Uh, it, it, but it's important now, or always, to be like to know where your money is going, and and really. I think another thing too, at least from from like, it, I could be wrong, but like sometimes, uh, you know, people might might be in a position to it, like, well, if I post, you know, because like pre all this, you know, as an African American, you don't really know. If, like, that's a line that's, like, being crossed at certain times, like, you don't know how to rub, rub certain people, and you might feel like you're going to lose cells if, you know, like, you know, like, America is not, you know, not not a racist country, so, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, that, if, like yeah. if I over-promote my race, is it going to hurt myself? So, I think that also silenced you know, black business owners, like, maybe I shouldn't speak about my 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 race as a part of my brand. I guess it be that away from my brand out of fear that maybe it could hurt their progression as a company. But I could yeah. be wrong. That's you know I just yeah, feel like that that could be something that is also why it hasn't really been highlighted up until this moment as well. I mean I mean just the fact that you have to have that thought is like to show that there's a problem, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. You shouldn't have to even be thinking about that. Just, uh, I mean, like, it's not that, like, we don't, you know, sell as, like, people. Like, you see, like, a lot of, like, athletes, a lot of, like, entertainment. Like, it's a lot of it is, you know, is 
influenced by like African American culture. But that doesn't necessarily mean like, you know, if you're a CEO, you're a boss that people are going to like want to support that. Maybe if you're working with someone else, yes, they'll support you under you somebody else, but not as someone who could be independently on their own. So I think that also yeah. could potentially play into that as well. Yeah. yeah. It's also, yeah, I mean, it's tough because people can oftentimes, like, misconstrue it. I mean, it's the same misconception when people will say, oh, well, you know, obviously these like these uh, brands matter in skateboarding, but, like, all brands should matter. And it's, like, the same argument yeah. that they would say with, like, all lives matter. And it's, like, well, no, like, yeah. we're not saying that, like, black-owned <laughs> brands in skateboarding don't matter. It's just that, like, you should be supporting them always and especially at this moment right now because it has a direct yeah. impact. But, you, you know what I mean? It can yeah. kind of, like, it can, that message can get co-opted. And so I would, I can understand or, you know, empathize how that, how you would have that mindset and uh, maybe try to shy away from, from promoting that on that aspect. But, yeah. Yeah. It almost feels like you could be walking on eggshells. It's like, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, yeah. like, let me like, um, really think about all this. It's like a lot of like, you know, like thinking goes behind like decision making as someone that's fully in charge of something that they're doing. And, yeah. Yeah. He says, like, well, you know, me speaking as an African American business owner. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, since we're kind of on that same topic, um, me and you, I mean, part of uh, why I wanted to, to have you on the podcast was because you run your own company and it's sick, but also we had a, a dope conversation at a skate park the other day. And we were talking about, um, like the Mackel video that he put out talking about racism in, in skateboarding. And, uh, have you experienced, um, I mean, like you said, like you're kind of shy away from like promoting your race connected with your company. Is that because you've experienced some sort of racism in the skateboarding industry or like from other skateboarders? Yeah, you know, uh, just growing up, like, just being a black skateboarder in an all-white city, and Portland specifically has very racist history. So, like, you're just going to run into those those things no matter what growing up. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, there's a lot of it has just been kind of like, uh, I don't even think it's been, like, full-blown racism all the time, where it's just like, I'm going to do this because I don't like you. I think a lot of it had to do with just kind of like a like a cultural racism where people were doing things they didn't really realize it was racist. Like you had like these like kind of just groups that were just clicky. You never saw like minorities in them. And it's just kind of like a weird kind of vibe that you would get approaching these groups. Like you were just, you know, you just subconsciously not accepted. And I think that's just kind of what, what created my brand as well. Like, it kind of forced us to kind of go this direction, go skate our own spot and create our own spot. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, I saw that. And, you know, even just up until, like, recently, like, you know, I would – I was at uh, – this is, like – actually, not that, that recently, like, uh, maybe, like, a few years ago. I was at um, 
at Benedict. And I heard this kid. I was just kind of shocked at what I heard. But he was just like, you know, just like talking shit about like black girls and like just extremely disrespectful. And I'm like, kind of just caught off guard. Like I can't, I couldn't believe what this kid was like saying. But you know, <laughs> like yeah. it was just kind of like, what the hell? Like this really racist shit. So you know, just moments like that. Like you know, you sometimes you're just so shocked at what you're hearing. You don't know how to react. You're like. What the hell? Especially like you know, being a skateboarder, like you go to skateboarding because you assume it's this culture that's accepting and like open, and then like from time to time you just hear stuff like that, and you're like, oh my god, <laughs> reality bites. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. you know, at least like just seeing you know like the no hate day here in Portland. I know that's happened like a few other cities as well. Like, how fast skateboarders are kind of just understanding this problem is is super cool. Like, I've noticed, like, the amount of awareness that skateboarders are starting to understand that they need to have is a good thing. So, I think Mm -hmm. that's where uh, you just let let time tell and just keep working towards uh, building that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's all all about... um growth right now, right? And, and education, mm-hmm. so we gotta yeah. keep supporting that. And like people we've talked about it before, but like people think skate or people say skateboarding is like so like that diverse and accepting of like all people but it it's that's not really the case. <laughs> it's kind of like a lie that no. we tell ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, it's just kind of wild. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, for yeah. sure. This is where, but I'm also like, you know, like it's, it's so easy for me to like kind of get upset, but I'm also like trying to learn that other people are learning. Like I'm not, I'm trying, it's really hard to, to not kind of be like, oh, but this person did this at this time. Like that is important. Calling people out is definitely important. But I'm also trying to give people a chance to understand the things that they've done, too. I think that's more important. Like, I'd rather have people understand something than, you know, be like, well, this person doesn't like me because I did X, Y, Z, so I'm going to just stay over here in this corner. Like, that's not giving them a chance to grow. So I think that's also important, but I also understand it's very hard to to just accept that and let that ride out without calling people out and, like, you know, bringing things up front. Both are kind of important. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's a time a time and a place for both, and, like, it depends on the situation and, you know, how you want to approach it. But, yeah, I mean, the main thing is also just, like, coming to terms with that uncomfortability and, and having the conversations because, you know, some people – some people do need to be called out, especially if their actions are flagrant and, you know, it's it's hard because you don't know how receptive they are going to be to that specific yeah, yeah. way of being reached out to. But, you know, it's it, it's important that it's communicated because if, if someone isn't called out for it or they just continue to, you know, exhibit that behavior or you know, do things that are inappropriate, then, yeah, I mean, they're they're not going to learn and they're not going to understand. And so, yeah, it's a hard, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's it's a difficult thing to do, 
But, I mean, I think that's, like you said, I mean, everybody's going at different paces and everybody's learning in different ways. So it's just, it's important that at least that's happening and that, you know, people are trying to, you know, work towards bettering themselves. I mean, it's an ongoing process that never, it definitely never ends. Yeah. I agree. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) you've been going through a lot of protests too, right? Like, I've hit you up to go skate, and you're like, I'm going to check out this protest, and uh, it seems like you've, you've yeah. done quite a few of those. How, how has that been? They've been sick. I mean, I stopped going to them for a little bit just because I was like, okay, you know, like I, like this virus is scaring me. Like, that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to go back inside real quick. Like, hold up. Mm-hmm. Like, this is dope. I'm for it. I'm here. I'm with it. <laughs> you know, there's also that that fear, but it's super super dope. Like everyone's very, uh, I mean, like I I haven't been there when it's gotten out of hand. I would just kind of like bounce uh, after a little while. But uh, I remember the first, uh, it was like the first week of the protest was insane. I brought my camera out and just like started filming it. I was like, this is historic right now. This is wild, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, just seeing that in Portland is super crazy because the history of Portland is wild. So just seeing that many people come out and support, uh, like, you know, the other side of, of racism is, is super, super cool. And seeing it with, you know, that amount of people just blew my mind. It was almost hard to like film. So I was like, I don't even want to like look at my camera. I don't want to like <laughs> be in this moment with everybody. <laughs> Uh-huh. But yeah, it was it was cool. Um, but then I started staying like on the side of the street, not really getting too far in. But you know, when I was you know like my homies, and then you know passed out water, not passed out water, but we dropped water off at one of the um uh those uh little spots to grab water and whatnot. It's kind of like supporting that way, and just kind of you know just supported the protesters and. It's, it was it was rad. Yeah, I bet that's cool. still going. Yeah, man, that's right. I've seen something like Portland has one of the highest like cases of of like people of like protesters being arrested or something like that. Don't quote me, but it was yeah, some man. sort of stat like that. I was like, damn. Yeah, it's it's kind of gnarly. Like, uh, like yeah. It's it's so weird because I don't really, I don't really know how to compare it to the cities, but I know here, like with like the cops, it's just been like a a weird thing. Like I, I <laughs> like that's that's where I just like kind of like split is the minute it gets like to that like riot point. But I just you know watch the news and hear stories, and I'm like, oh my god, like that happened mm-hmm. like here, <laughs> but mm-hmm. you know just like cops like shooting like. Uh, like, you know, people in the head with, like, objects and, like, some, some guys just, like, in the hospital. I think he's still in there uh, from the other night. Like, he, like, kicked, like, a can back at, like, the Justice Center or something like that. He, like, rolled it back. And, like, within seconds, they just, like, shot him in the head with something. Oh, shit. So, like, wow. some rubber yeah. bullet or something? Something like that, yeah. I'm just yeah. like, what? Like, like, what? 
Like, but it's just like the dude's not, he's just rolling a like something that was already like exploded back and then he's just holding like a speaker. So clearly his hands are holding something. Right. Like he's not a threat. So to me, it's just like seeing stuff like that is just confusing as well. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That it's, is wild. I mean, it's, it's crazy to me that you can be at a protest against police brutality protesting police brutality and then mm-hmm. be experiencing police brutality first yeah. <laughs> in real time. Yeah. You're like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what? this is why we're gathered here to you know, exactly. speak out against this injustice and you're not doing anything to give us the benefit of the doubt or even try to show that there are other ways to diffuse situations yeah. like this. It's just that, like, that to me is what's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, like it's it's weird because I was just watching like uh, like the news earlier, and like the president gets on there and he's just like, you know, they ask him a question about um about you know something about like police brutality amongst uh, African Americans and like killings of African Americans with cops, and his response was, so you know, white white people too, uh, more white people, which is the weirdest response to have to that. There's two problems there. Uh, the first problem is cops shouldn't be killing anybody. <laughs> Period. <laughs> All lives matter. It's not a good argument. <laughs> like, it's not really a good argument. They're like, well, we're doing even more. It's like, okay, so you're admitting that cops are overstepping their authority. Second problem right. is uh, there's more white people than there's black people. So, of course, you're going to be killing more white people. But if you were to scale uh, percentage-wise, we are being killed three times more likely. So he's in the wrong two times over in the same sentence. (laughs) It's just bizarre (laughs) to me. It's just really weird. And we're normalizing. This is like a normal thing in the United States right now. And it's hard to, like, scale back and be like, holy shit, he just said that. Because he did just say that. (laughs) like yeah. it's it's bizarre. Like we're like we're living in like the twilight zone, and it's like a four year twilight zone. It just needs to end, <laughs> so we can kind of move forward and find more progressive policies with literally anybody, like literally. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's kind of where where we need to to go is with our leadership. We don't have any right now. And true, I think once we find that that leadership, it's only gonna, you know, in, increase that that momentum to get things done faster. Yeah, yeah, I, I think this whole um, like skaters vote um, thing that's going on right now, and like just encouraging people to educate themselves and take yeah. action. Yeah, like hopefully, cool. hopefully it works, and like. I know that, like I, you know, I'm I'm a part of the problem. I've I've never voted, but um, this will be the the first year that I do for sure. Hey, you see, better late than never. Better late than never. Pull up the yeah, polls, I, man. It's time. <laughs> it's really do it late, early but... too. Do <laughs> yeah. it early. Yeah, <laughs> because they're. Uh, I heard like they're. Uh, um, 
I forgot, like, in, I forgot where I saw this. It was, like, someone on the news, they were talking about how uh, people's, like, ballots are getting rejected for, like, having them sent out too late or something like that. So, yeah, it's always that's, like, a fear. Yeah, so I feel like if everyone turns their stuff in early, then mm-hmm. that excuse becomes cut out. It's like, you know. Yeah. 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 Well, also, also, people yeah. want to be sure, too. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so that's why people are, like, voting. Like, they're like, I don't really know who I want to vote, vote for, you know? Like, I need to do more research. And, mm-hmm. You know, but I think that's why people, you know, wait to the last minute to, like, really feel that, like, fire on them. Like, okay, this needs to be done now. But, yeah. Yeah, we'll see, man. Look, if you're listening to this, go register to vote right now. <laughs> yep. See if see if it's possible to do the mail in ballot as well, which is can also help, especially I mean, who knows where we're gonna be at when November rolls around in terms of you know, social distancing and, and voting policies and booths. I mean, I wonder how that's gonna even function during that time. Oh but, my god, I know. <laughs> I don't think our government's thinking about that. <laughs> Oh, damn. If they're listening to this, they're like, shit. They are, for sure. We didn't think about that. Yeah. They're tuned in. Well, uh, shit. Um, Let's uh, let's take it back a little bit uh, because I want to talk about, like, you and and your brand a, a little more and just, like, uh, I know a little bit about you, like you grew up in Portland, but, um, like, how did you, how did you get into skating and, and how long have you been skateboarding? Um, I've been skateboarding for 20 years. How old are you? I'm 29. Sick. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I've been skateboarding for about 20 years. Uh, I used to, like, just be into all the, like, extremes. You know that show, Rocket Power? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> I was into, like, whatever they were doing. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I want to, like, it looks yeah. extreme. That looks fun. I want to do whatever that is. And then I saw, like, the neighborhood kids uh, really kind of push the envelope. And they were just out there, like, skating. Like, one of my neighbors had just, like, these really cool ollies. He just, like, floated them. And I was like, damn, that looks fun. And, you know, I just kind of followed them down their nerves and just kind of uh, just watched those guys skate. And then the house that I lived in, like, next to it, uh, it was, like, an abandoned house. Like, the neighbors moved out, and they had just, like, just stuff left over there that they just never, like, grabbed. And, you know, scrap wood and whatever, just pieces of wood. So we just started to create obstacles just in front of this house. Uh, it was like kind of like a downhill, little like, you know, mega ramp type thing, but not nearly. Not even close to a mega ramp. What am I talking about? Yeah. 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 I used to just, you know, like, you'd, you'd start there, and then there'd be, like, this leg that kind of goes up. So I'd do just, like, slapping those slides on that and kind of just, like, bomb, like, their hill and just, like, hit, like, this little, like, you know, 
like kicker ramp. I just started like learning like jump ramp stuff, and then just learned how to like eventually fifty fifty up this thing I was slapping. And then I just kind of like it was like a little training facility. I didn't like you know get gnarly or anything, but it was just a cool little you know like learning spot, just kind of like learn flat and like basic tricks. And then I eventually just started going to like skate church over on like eighty second here in Portland. Yeah, it's like a skate park, you know. Yeah, you know, I'm not like Christian or anything, but like that's I just went there just to to go skate and. That was cool. It was a little, like, basement skate park. And then they have, like, a giant warehouse. I think it's still there. And, um, yeah, like, that was, man. They had, like, a stage there. and had, like, the world's best, like, like stage with coping on it. Like, I can't even describe it. It was just buttery. <laughs> it was lit. Like, that thing was so fun. Um, but, yeah, just, you know, from there you started skating. Just, like, the neighborhood and hitting the streets all over, like, Portland. Like, yeah. What was the first board you had? Um, hmm. First board. Uh, I think the first pro board I had was, like, an element that was just beat up. Like, oh. <laughs> like a used board. I never had, Good. like, I, I did not grow up with money at all. So, like, the, I think the first, like, brand-new board I had was a blank, which is a blank deck from uh, this shop. It was, like, a sports shop called, like, Copeland's. They used to be at, like, plazas and, like, malls. <laughs> and uh, they had, like, <laughs> like, they had, like, a skate shop in there. And they sold just, like, blank decks. And um, they're actually really good. They're just, like, maple, just, like, maple wood blanks. And um, a little logo on the bottom. And they they skated pretty well. Like I remember, oh, the first one I had was a yellow one. Very first, like kind of pro board I had was like a yellow blank Copeland skateboard. I love that thing. Damn. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still have it? it was no, I wish. <laughs> uh, Just to have on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was that's, dope. That's rad, man. Um, did you ever, uh, like, move out of Portland when you were a kid or anything? Or you just been here pretty much since uh, you were born? I was in L.A. I, like, moved to, uh, moved to L.A. when I was, like, how old was I, 18? Oh, yeah, good. 18. And I lived there for five years. I just was going oh, to school there and acting. Oh, and, good. Uh, Where'd you go? Yeah. I went to the New York Film Academy and did their acting program there and picked up some filmmaking skills as well. Oh, and, very cool. Um, yeah. Got That's my good. conservative degree there and then, uh, came back here for a little bit and then came back down there again and then uh, got an agent and acting, still doing that, still do that. Whoa, what made you want to be an actor? Um, actually, when I was, like, I, I did theater when I was around, like, seven years old. did children's theater for, like, a few years. And then, um, started doing that, uh, like, a little bit in, like, middle school. And then, like, got kicked out of class for, like, laughing at a lot of students. 
<laughs> he was funny as hell, but <laughs> uh, he was yeah. He always just cracked jokes. That's enough to get kicked out. But um, yeah, so I ended up just not really doing any acting again until uh, one day. Like I, I was in high school, and then like I dropped out my sophomore year, and I was just kind of like going to a community college to do both college and high school at the same time. So one day I just get, like, a phone call, and, like, it's, you know, this is, like, college. You can just leave the classroom if you have personal matters. You don't really need to raise your hand. <laughs> so I'm just, like, okay, I'm just bored in class. I just answer the phone, and, like, uh, this, like, set coordinator is just, like, hey, like, we want you to, like, come, you know, do, like, a like a table read because I uh, had an audition at Burnside Skate Park for this movie that Gus Van Sant was shooting. And I know Gus Van Sant is like Good Will Hunting. Uh, yeah. Movie Alice. Yeah. What movie and, was uh, it? Milk. Uh, Paranoid Park. What is it? So, Paranoid Park. It's like based oh, off okay. book. And uh, so I just, my brother's like, hey, you should go to this audition. So I'm not just going like, not really thinking too much of it. I was like, you know, I'm just going to bounce. But supposedly my, my brother saw Gus Van Sant, like, the mall or something. <laughs> somewhere. He was like, <laughs> I don't know what they but Oh, yeah, they were shooting a scene at the mall. And um, supposedly he just, like, saw him there and, like, gave him uh, a DVD that me and a homie, me and the homies uh, shot. It was like a homie video. And just like gave it to him, and like <laughs> I guess he was saying, I was looking at this video, <laughs> like a skateboard video or a skate video. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> that's true. There's like you know Oscar-winning directors just watching a skate video of like random, just like just, like street kids. <laughs> and um, so yeah, so I just you know went to this audition, just like I didn't even, like write my like phone number down properly. I was just like. Like, I was waking up out of bed, and uh, I just get a phone call, and they're like, hey, like, at first I was just like, man, this has got to be, like, a joke, but I'm going to check it out anyway. Like, one of my friends is like, you know, they're fucking with me. And uh, so I ended up going, it was at Madison High School, so I go to Madison, I'm like, oh, so this is actually here, like, the afternoon school after, what is going on? So I go in, they're like, hey, you're so-and-so, like, oh, shit, this is you. <laughs> and they kind of just hand me, like, this, like, script, and, like, my character didn't have a lot of lines at all, and I was just, like, I had to improv some of those, and, like, some stuff didn't even go in. Um, with, like, all movies, like, you, your lines get cut, especially if you're not, like, a lead actor, and, like, I'm just some random kid from Portland. Like, they're not looking at me to, like, say a lot on camera. <laughs> but that kind of just, like, generated, you know, me wanting to steer that direction and just continue acting. But I didn't want to just do it in a way that was like, yeah, I did theater, but I didn't feel like I deserved to have, like, a really big role. Or I didn't feel like I needed to, like, you know, go look for, like, a huge Hollywood agent. I didn't feel like I was there yet, and I clearly wasn't there yet. Like, that would never happen. So I kind of wanted to just really understand acting from a filmmaking perspective, like, on camera, but also wanted to actually build my ability to, like, act comfortably in front of a camera. Not really act, but, like, yeah, 
I guess, like, be comfortable in, in front of the camera, not really pay attention uh, to it and just focus on, like, on a scene and just be an actor in the scene. <laughs> wait, wait like, so did, just, you, really did you get the part in the movie? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, oh, the sure. first, like, movie that I did. And uh, from there, I was just like, okay, now what? Like, I did a movie. Like, <laughs> This is a good, like a good foundation to kind of decide if I do want to continue acting. I could just focus on, you know, like my skill, and then when it's time to go out and you know go into like the entertainment world, like the the business side of everything, I have the leverage of that on, on my on my resume as a as something to put on. So I had a little bit of a of a push to kind of like, you know, ignite, ignite that, uh, that kind of, uh, drive to like, to keep going with acting. This is really fun. Like I like doing it. Super, super, super That's fun. awesome. How, what other, have you been in, in anything else that, uh, people might've seen? Uh, I did another film, like, um, Years later in Venice Beach, like, wow, like, this is like 2010, uh, called Sugar. It's, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an interesting cast. It's like Corbin Blue was in it from High School Musical. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> like Sinead Grimes from, from, De, from Degrassi. It's a really dark film to have these, you know, these, these actors in it. And, but, you know, it was, it was cool. It was, it was fun doing that. And, that was just kind of about kind of about some homeless kids out in Venice, um, doing their thing, trying to make ends meet. Damn, did you more than that? But <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to look it up. Did you ever do a Portlandia? I did. Yep. Did no shit. Is <laughs> oh. <laughs> an episode of Portlandia? <laughs> And there's well, tons of commercials. Really? There's this, yeah, they're they're out there. I did Motorola commercials, Adidas, um, what else? Uh, Converse. I did like yeah, Nike dude. ads. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's more. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> so have you uh, have you like? stopped doing that or are you still trying to pursue that uh oh yeah i still do that it's just right now it's just kind of weird like with uh i like i've been auditioning actually i was staying like in olympia for a little bit and i was just my agent is down here and uh i just i was just kind of just sending tapes to my agent maybe times Mm -hmm. i'd like come down for auditions as well like portland has a pretty good uh has a pretty good industry, uh, so it's not too bad. And, you know, they shoot a lot of stuff in Portland. There's casting directors in Portland that, that cast big, big projects. So, yeah, and, you know, sometimes you just tape, you know, you just find someone like read to you, and then you just tape it, and then you send it to your agent, and your agent sends it to casting, whether they're in Portland or they're in L.A. or New York. Uh, it is best to show up in person, but sometimes you just don't have that option. But it's cool to have an agent that mm-hmm. like, hey, I have an actor. I think they'd be great for this role. Can they like self tape? 
and you know you just do your thing and make it work if you can um yeah that's you know that's so yeah in in uh a nutshell yes i i still do that i still audition uh so sick dude uh yeah. yeah. It's fun. I like it. Uh right now it's just kinda hard because Hollywood doesn't really know what they're doing right now. It's like yeah. it's down. COVID. It's kinda also figured out. Yeah. I wonder if there's gonna be uh like a period of like time where just no new movies or new shows come out because <laughs> of all this who's like, Oh, I guess we're watching reruns or something. Right. I know. I feel like either that or there's going like, to gap movies out so far. Like, it's uh-huh. going to be a movie, how everything's just like, I feel like six movies come out on Netflix at the same time. It's going to be like two. Yeah. <laughs> or people are shooting movies over Zoom and shit. <laughs> like, news from Steven Spielberg. Zoom. Um. That'd be yeah. funny. It's just like, hey, tilt, tilt your your laptop this way. Different <laughs> 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 angles. Uh, if y'all ever wild. want to do a conference call for Zoom, we could just reenact like Billy Madison or you know any of the classic '90s <laughs> movies. I'm 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 down to kind of change the game up on that a bit. Just recreate old <laughs> movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, I was going to, I wanted to ask, because um, I know, I mean, I know that uh, Chris gets hooked up by you as well, and I know that his yeah. fiance Haley, is also involved in the film industry. The, have you all ever crossed paths or, or worked uh, on a project in the area together? Or no. Or that come about? Oh, okay. No. That'd be, that'd be dope. That'd be a trip. <laughs> Yeah. It's always crazy, like, working with people that, like, know people that you know. It's like, what? Like, yeah. small, small world. But that's super dope, though. It would be, yeah, that'd be rad. I mean, I haven't seen it, like, on any sense or anything, but. Yeah. She's a little younger than you, but maybe one day. But yeah. shout out Chris Hernandez, team rider for Hell the yeah. And uh, Shield the Snag alumni. He was one of our first videos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Um, super, super good, dude. Yeah, yeah wait, you have uh, one other writer, too. Let's shout him out. Uh, oh, of course. Jesse? Jesse. Yeah. What's his last name? Uh, Camerzo? Yeah. <laughs> I asked him that. Like, You're like, oh, um, last <laughs> name, bro. I don't, like, I want to be <laughs> <it>, bro. <laughs> You're like, I want like, to no, be spelled no. right on your pro board. <laughs> 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 oh my god, bro! <laughs> making that error. You're like, no. <laughs> uh, that's sick. Yeah, shout out. He rips too, and you guys just put out a little trailer. Which is rad. You're oh, working on like a full length right now, or just like a, a montage or something? Yeah, we're trying to figure it out, man. Like it's it's there's um yeah, I would like to kind of have like a shorter video, not not too long. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because of everything that's going on, it's hard to to get a full length. So we're gonna just try to film as much as we can. 
ends before it hits that like gnarly like fall season to see what we see what we got mm-hmm. and kind of uh and kind of you know just create from there and just see so we but he's yeah. you know like the, the team's got stuff like they <laughs> big ass and stuff it's a banger for sure I can't wait to see that man yeah man oh yeah you you mentioned like you kind of got into the filmmaking aspect that when you were in school like you seem like super into filming and you have like a crazy like cinematic camera set up is that is that what sparked your interest in filming or was it just like growing up skating? Like what, what got you? Yeah. So that's like something I got a camera because I just had so many, like, like I've just, just always acted. It's like, I want to act when I act now. And it just got to the point where I'm like, I was tired of auditioning. I'm like, I don't really like auditioning very much. I don't really see myself as a good auditioner. I think if you give me time to prep for a role, I can give you more. And not only that, it's just, like, I get to – there's just things I didn't really like going out for that I was just, like, connected to. And um, I was just kind of like, all right, well, I just agreed to, like, do this audition. I don't like this. So it's like, what if I just get my own camera? And I also do – I write, too. Like, I have, like, 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 I have screenplays. I'm even working on one. So, wow. Just from like that perspective, like I just want to do this. If you know, if I'm not going to go out to the stuff that I could get casted for, I may as well just create my own things. And the best way to do that is to just really understand my camera, really understand cinematography, really understand, you know, not only just filmmaking, but how to filmmake ergonomically. If I'm going to be doing this independently and not really trying to depend on a lot of people, it's just like I want to be in full control of content that I'm in, but I also just want to be in things that I enjoy being in, whether it's someone else shooting it or if it's me. I just want to be able to just act in things that I like, I want to act in. And not only that, just like I really like cinematography too, so that's another reason why I got a camera. Like I just like like imagery and framing and, you know, just in a very lifelike, like moving, like like a like a moving image, so just kind of under like try to learn that and you know work off of that and apply it to the brand. And just yeah, and come up. Yeah, you you really like went all in though. Like the camera that you film on is like straight up movie camera, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we shoot with the with, with the cinema camera, like. <laughs> Pretty, pretty dope. Like it's, it's, it's fun to use. And yeah, did they teach you about how to use a camera in school, or did like you know? There's a lot that goes into it, like balancing everything. Or did you like kind of teach yourself that, or how did you learn how uh, to myself. use it? Oh, sick. I yeah, like I would. Um, I had like a lot of friends that were like filmmakers when I was in, in college. And I don't like to kind of just chill around them because, you know, they're they're looking at our scene. They're looking at the image differently from the person that's actually just in it, like, moving around and, like, being a part of the action. And mm-hmm. I kind of just wanted to, you know, 
like even as skateboarders, like in your mind, like you know, you have like a trick, and like you just imagine it being filmed, and like I don't know, like that's just I'm like okay, well, I want to film subjects like how in my mind I see myself like doing a trick in my head and just kind of like in a cinematic way and uh yeah just try to yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's yeah I guess it's yeah I think being around like filmmakers and like kind of just changed my perspective on like how I see that I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's it's all it's all in there. That's rad though. Do you uh are there any like actors or filmmakers that you look up to or like inspire you? Yeah. Um I really like uh like a lot of I don't know, like like speaking of like cinematography, I like how Lars von Trey, like their directs. Like I don't know who is who is cinematographer this, but uh how he kinda just uses these like very vivid colors in his shots and they just kinda pop out. Like I think that imagery is kinda cool because it's very detailed. And mm. uh you know, it's not like I like like the film work too, like it's a very popular thing, but that just like kind of uh really vivid cinematography just feels like a very lifelike photo. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I get very inspired by that. So, you know, his films are very dark. Um, like his, the way he directs is super cool. And, uh, definitely Sant, I like how he's just kind of, like some of his films are just kind of, uh, he's super creative. Like he just kind of does his own thing. He pays his own road in filmmaking. And that's inspiring because it just opens up options and just different ways of looking at how filmmaking is. And uh Spike Jones. I know it sounds cliche, but <laughs> hey, I'm really in the skate a lot of like Yeah, like, you know, there's so many filmmakers around kind of like filmmakers that a lot of people will recognize that I'm inspired by. Um but yeah, you know. Like, I just kind of like his his creative ideas, like, not using too many special effects, but being more so creative in a shot, I think is super mm-hmm. cool. That's inspiring. Okay. Those are good answers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you have uh, any questions? No, I didn't have a question, but I just wanted to comment on, you know, everything that you're doing. I think that's awesome, man, and definitely keep it going. It's cool that, you know, you're you're filming with a different kind of uh, setup than that other skaters and other filmers would necessarily utilize, and it's rad that you get to, you know, just further hone in on your craft, and you can do that through skating, but it's also going to help you you know, in other other industries, man. So I just yeah, I think it's awesome. Definitely keep it up and keep keep making it happen. I think it's I think it's great. Thank you. I yeah. I mean we're all about <laughs> skaters uh doing cool shit like even outside of skating, so that's right. Oh yeah. Well what about um <laughs> 
What about Whitaker? When did you decide to start your own skateboard company and why? Um, so I was just kind of, uh, I don't know, man. Like I was actually not trying to start a company. I was just like really interested on, uh, like how are skateboards made? I, I just really didn't never ask that question. Even though I've been, I've been skateboarding for so long, I never really was just kind of like, how is the skateboard made? What's the process of it? So I just started just like researching one day. And then I was just like, you know, I kind of, I just want to mess around with like graphics. Like, you know, I really like this school that I skated growing up. Let me just come up with some like ideas and like illustrating Like just not even like adding a skateboard template, it's just like messing around with these graphics. And um, I just, you know, I was like, how much would it cost to, you know, maybe put a graphic like on a deck? just, like, one board. And I just started, like, researching manufacturing. And, like, I just ordered one board and then, you know, ordered two. Then ordered some for some homies. <laughs> and then uh, next time I just ordered a production. I was just like, hey, I should just turn this into, like, a thing, like a brand. And uh, it just, you know, all just stems from me just being really stoned. Uh, illustrator <laughs> coming up with the skateboard graphics for a school I skated growing up. Yeah, it kind of just sparked, you know, like, oh, you know, this school is like really, really dope. Like, let's, let's just make a brand behind it and see see what happens. That school was called Whitaker, right? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty rad. So it's kind of like organic. You're like, you just started with one and then homies got kind of hyped and you're like shit maybe I should do this more yeah yeah you know. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're making millions <laughs> off of it and uh, yeah you know I, I got yeah. a helicopter you know I got, I got a yacht <laughs> I got a jet <laughs> crazy yeah, yeah dude <laughs> it's wild <laughs> yeah, dude, it's not the acting that pays the bills. It's definitely a good company. <laughs> Everybody knows that. There's so much money. Yep. Falling. <laughs> uh, that's sick, though. Like, that's like every skater's dream to like own a skateboard company. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's. It's just really dope to just kind of be like, damn, I'm skating a board that, like, you know, I created, that, like, the homie created, like, you know, like, and we're also, you know, open to having, like, people step in and, like, get involved. Like, they're not, like, it's not a close group of people because we're still growing. <laughs> so, you know, over time, like, we're going to, like, we're just going to have to, you know, start you know, just involving more people as we grow. And that's what we definitely want to do and, you know, add on to the company. You see what happens with that over time? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to, like, what are what's your goal for the company? And, like, where do you see it going? You want to have, like, a bigger team or you want to keep it small? What do you what do you think? Um, I definitely want to expand it and uh, see where it can go and just kind of, keep it pushing and it's just, you know, like skateboard, skate, 
running the skate is really hard. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, there's so many skateboard brands and, you know, it's just, just, you know, just trying to really grow it is, is hard, but it's, it's also fun. So I'm really, I'm just trying to have fun with it, even if it's just like a local thing and that's as far as it goes, that's totally fine. That's cool. Um, if it goes further than that, that's, that's really cool. I would love to have it expand and, you know, reach other countries and reach, you know, like a way bigger base. Like that'd be super rad because, you know, this, like, you know, is representative of the people. So it'd be rad to have more people support that. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of grow. And for real, get a helicopter. <laughs> that'd be sick, you know. That'd be dope, you know. I mean, I don't need those things, but you know, it'd be dope to have them. Helicopters <laughs> are scary, man. Yeah, they need yeah. a helicopter. You know, I really don't even like anything in the air. <laughs> oh, that'd be sick. A jetpack, right? Yeah, yeah. It'd be epic if you were just doing product tosses from the helicopter, like, and people are just <laughs> chilling on your helipad, and you're just throwing over. Oh, <laughs> anyway, it jumped out of the helicopter. And <laughs> yeah. Dude, that sounds like a sick demo. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Some ideas for the future, you know? Damn, that's uh, DC level. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get that. That'd be wild. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think, I mean, you mentioned that, like, it takes a lot of time to run a brand, and I think that's, like, the most interesting thing to me. Like, it takes a certain kind of person to, like, want to do something like that because skating, uh, like, there's not a ton of money in skating. So the fact that people want to put in the time and effort to run a small skateboard company is, like, super interesting to me. That's, like, why we started the magazine. Because um, I told Ruben, like, it's so much easier to just not do anything, right? Like, well, you yeah. could just go to the skate park every day. And that's totally cool if that's what you want to do, but there's a few of us yeah. who want a little bit more than that, and we want to yeah. highlight that. For sure. Like, sometimes, uh, yeah, we, I, I'm sure you have this where you're just like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I putting yeah. so much time and effort into this? <laughs> Like, I have that thought yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely those days where you're like, what the hell? Like, what the hell? But then you have those days where you're like, man, this is super, super dope. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you forget about those. But so, yeah, it is very, it can be draining at times, especially if, you know, you're, there's, you know, something that, like, you're anticipating to, to get done, and it needs to be done at a certain time that you set out for yourself, that's when you start pulling your hair and you're just like, oh, my God, like, this needs, I made arrangements for, like, you know, this shop on this day and, like, you know, just kind of things like that because you want to be present because you're you're the person representing the brand. So mm-hmm. there's definitely, like, a bigger anxiety level when the responsibility is 100% you. And, uh, yeah. That's that's when you get kind of taken out of your, out of like your zone, and you're like, oh my god, this is terrifying at times. <laughs> but you know, 
not as terrifying as like you know if I were like a bigger skateboard company. So I also try yeah. to like breathe and realize, okay, you're not that big at all. So like just take a deep breath and just you're you're small. You can kind of work through a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I can be intimidating too, though. Like just having a small brain, yeah. like. I feel weird telling people that, like, oh, check out my magazine or something, you know? Like, I it, mm-hmm. it feels weird. I'm sure it's the same way if you're like, hey, like, I have a board company. Like, check it out. <laughs> I don't know if you do that to people. But <laughs> <laughs> there are times like, like, there is, like, a... Going into a shop that you don't know or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, too. Yeah, there's definitely that, like... You walk in a shop and you're like, man, are they gonna like, are they gonna fuck with my product? Are they gonna? It's like, what the hell is this? Like, <laughs> like this is trash. Like, get this out of here. Like, there's definitely like, uh, no. like, I get scared of that. Like, sometimes if I'm like going to like a shop that um, I'm like, I'm, I don't really know. And I got, you know, I'm just like, there's so many like other boards there. You know, it's just like, will this like, is this something that's gonna be? Like, is someone going to grab this? Is, is this going to stick out to someone? Like, how it's going to stick out with, like, an anti-hero, like an SA? So, yeah, there's, there is that because there's, you know, it's, you know, just because you're small doesn't mean that you're not, you know, expecting a lot for yourself. It's like you still want to push your, your brand to be those other companies, like, being, you know, above that, like, further. If you want, like, the pain on who you want as a business owner. But, um I know I'd like to have my, my company have a little bit more attraction and get, you know, more broad. Because I want to see, like, a, like my board, like, on the top shelf. Like, you walk through a shop, like, how it is, like, it's, like, closet or, like, you know, a lot of those other brands. So, mm-hmm. that's kind of, you know, yeah, that's where the anxiety probably gets. <laughs> like, oh, snap, I need to get it to, like, that level of uh mm-hmm. of sales and attention and uh awareness. Yeah. It takes time. It's, but Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there. How long did you say it's been since you start like first started making boards? Our first uh series was like <clears throat> like right before fall of like twenty seventeen. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, like right after summer. And we, like, started selling boards. And yeah, we took, like, a high Yeah, like, mm-hmm. we took, like, a year. Like, a year. We didn't even have boards for, like, a year. We just kind of sorting things out. We were, like, testing out, like, different, like, wood. Just trying to figure out, like, what shape that we want. What kind of, like, wood, all that. Just kind of just brainstorming on different manufacturers and, you know. We're, you know, we're still, we're always trying to, like, like, I'm always, you know, asking, like, our writers, like, what shape do you like? Like, where, what are you feeling right now? What board size are you feeling? Like, like they have they have input. I'm always, like, down and listening to them and just develop this brand to where we're just giving people dope, dope skateboards and shapes and stuff that they like. And, yeah, it's a tall process. Yeah. That's rad. Um, Ruben, are you there? Did you have any questions about Whitaker? 
Yeah. Well, I was going to ask, um, I mean, just in terms of like expanding the brand, I mean, what other, um, I, I mean, I know that you're saying you're trying to like keep it local and that you haven't really delved into like doing too many like online sales, but, um, would you want to try to like see if there's other shops that you could get into like outside of, uh, you know, Portland in the near future or is that something that you've been working towards? Oh, yeah. Well? Yeah, yeah, we spoke to a few, like, shops outside of Portland, and we do want to, so, yeah, we are planning on just expanding <clears throat> with the next series. We definitely want to open our online shop and just give other people, like, a chance to, to like, start, you know, buying our boards from, like, others. Because we've had, like, people hit us up from, you know, all over, like, the East Coast, you know, just asking us, like, how can I buy a board? Because our shop, like, we, our site isn't even worked on, but our shop isn't, our online shop isn't even active at the moment just because we want to make mm-hmm. sure these folks are just sold shops. So, yeah. um, that is something that we, we want other people, like, want to expand our, our brand. So, yeah, our, our next series is definitely going to be online. Um, and yeah, we, we'll have more stuff dropping online and then our site will be up and, uh, we do want to open up that shop list and, uh, you know, start reaching out to other cities, other states, and other states, other cities, and seeing if they're down and, uh, yeah, connect that way. It's really yeah. expand. Oh, yeah. Yeah it's, yeah. it's cool to get it. It's cool that you, like, have it in skate shops and that uh, people who want to support you support the shops at the same time. But I think having that online store, like, if people come across your Instagram, it's like, you can just buy it straight from there, basically. Like, you'll do a lot of sales. But then you're getting into the whole realm of shipping and boxes and warehousing and all that. So oh, yeah. That's a whole beast in <laughs> itself, too. So, but yeah. I'm sure. You can Those little boxes? Costs a lot. Like those little tiny uh, <laughs> the boxes that you ship skateboards in are like what? Yeah. Like come on, man. This is <laughs> yeah. And then shipping costs. You almost want to make too. them yourself, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, um, that would be cool to make some like recycled materials so that way you can send them out that way and not have to like. You know, set up a Uline account or, you know, some. Oh my God, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm about to just like post up outside of Home Depot and then just wait till we start dumping boxes and just just making them create my own. (laughs) Yeah, you're just like cutting them up, putting them in the old shape. That'd be funny. Yeah, you can um, cut out a stencil, cut out a stencil with the yeah. W and like just put that in the middle or like put that on the side of the <laughs> repurposed boxes. <laughs> there you go. That'd be sweet. That, that is a problem like in in like skating that I've I've talked to somebody about, but it was like just how how like non resourceful the skateboarding industry is to like recycling things. Like everything's wrapped yeah. in plastic, like boxes are sent out and used once, like you know, let alone the fact that we're cutting down trees and gluing them together and like staining them. 
But like, oh my god! Like the board oh. comes in plastic, and like the wheels come in plastic, the trucks come in plastic, like it, the bearings, like everything. It like we need to work on that as an industry. Not that we're gonna solve yeah, this problem know. right here on this phone call, but right. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's something that Apparently, caters need to start sad. being conscious about. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. I, I'm not. I haven't really thought about that until now. Like everything does come in, like at least in skateboarding, everything does come in plastic. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's you just not really think about it. You're like, oh, cool, a new set of wheels. Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. I I worked at a, a skateboard warehouse, um, and I won't say the name of it because they're not paying us. But uh, yeah, we put <laughs> together skateboards all day, and I just, just saw how much plastic was going into the trash, and I was like, dude, this is insane! Like every single thing that I'm opening and putting on the skateboard is like in plastic. It's wild. That and then like, fucking wild. and then the even like the the paper that comes on the back of grip tape, like, why aren't we, like, repurposing that into something? Like, no, nope, we just throw it in the trash. Oh, I know. So, Man, you could um, totally, it's like a little, like, wax paper, right? You could use that for, like, on air. I was thinking, <laughs> use it for baking or something. <laughs> Maybe not baking, but, like, like, wrapping or something, like, I don't know, put in. What if your wheels come wrapped in old grip tape paper instead of plastic? Like, are you, right. are you not going to oh. buy them? Or, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? I, if somebody hit me up, if uh, <laughs> if you can help me with this, then let's go into business. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. A little off topic there, but we can start to wrap it up. Um, well, well, shit, yeah. Um we already talked about kind of like the future of Whitaker and what you want to do. What about what about Mubarak? Like, what are your plans, man? You want to you want to direct it or or write a feature film, or you want to direct, write, and star in a feature film? Like, like you yeah, want your man. own TV show? Like, what what are your goals um, in you know all of that near future? Like, I definitely love to just keep doing more of that. I want to oh, be yeah. consistent with it. I want to be like, I don't want to, like, if you look at my IMDb, there's like gaps. It's like, it feels like every like five or seven years, there's like a role that I'm in. Like, I need to shorten that gap. You know, it needs to be like more consistent work for me as an mm-hmm. actor. And if I can't, you know, get the audition or whatever, I need to like just make my own content. Like I have no reason why I'm not right now, especially with like a quarantine. I can just get creative and, you know, kind of just work on like, you know, more more of that. Just I mean I am writing a feature right now, but uh I also need to start developing more like of just like learning not really learning but like getting more used to just kind of like filming shots. Like I've, I haven't really been getting that cinematic as far as like going out and shooting stuff. I was like when the summer started and just kind of slowed down. I need to like get back in there and just keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Good. just keep doing that, I suppose. What's your film about? Is it skateboarding related or no? Oh, no, nope, it's a secret. 
<laughs> it's, a, it's a horror movie. It's a psychological thriller. Ish. Oh, I'll at that. At least that's where I'm at right. now. Killed the snack exclusive. Yeah. You got it. You heard it here. This is where I'm at with it now. Who knows? You know, the, as it goes through it, it might form itself into another genre. So, but right now, that's that's the feeling. Yeah, I don't want to say too much. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. That's, that's sick. That's cool, man. Yeah, yeah I think, uh, right, I mean, it, we live in a world where we, everything is, like, at our fingertips, like, you could totally just do all that yourself and like you have the camera, just get some homies or, you know, make it, make it happen. I yeah, we're kind of a little bit blessed with that. Yeah, we're definitely, I can't even imagine if this was like, you know, just like 25 years ago, you're not able to have this kind of like ergonomic, you know, it's like ergonomically, you know, useful camera, like cameras, like just, you know, you're recording on these little tiny cards, like it's wild. <laughs> like, yeah, the time yeah. machine and just like showed up to like, uh, like, you know, blockbuster production with like a red. <laughs> like, what is that? Maybe a heart attack. They'd be like, what? What? <laughs> no what film? Is 8K? Like, <laughs> 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 what the hell is that? Like, mm-hmm. well, how do you even like put that? Like, you know, you bring a laptop and then log the footage in front of it. Oh no, they'd have a heart. They'd have like their brains. <laughs> right. They'd be like, how yeah. are you doing that? They'd be like, this is <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. like the like they're like trying to edit that. They're like trying to edit that in like the first version of like Final Cut if it even exists. Yeah, like, like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> File error. You're like, huh. right. <laughs> <laughs> computer just blows up. It's like, what? <laughs> I can't compress this. It's too big. The footage is too crisp. <laughs> I don't even think they had a USB cable back then. Like, oh, no, Probably not. Maybe they did. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's, that's, yeah, dude. Now's, now's the time to fucking make a little short film. You put it on YouTube or something. Like, that's how she gets started. Yeah, nowadays. man. It'd be cool to do like these. I had like these ideas of doing. Um, it's you know interesting that you talk about like the, what you're planning on doing, but I had this this idea of like doing these like one and a half minute shorts of just like things that happen in your day to day life that are just like an inconvenience. <laughs> like you're walking outside to go to work, and then like a bird just shits on you or something. You're like, what? You know, like you're already running late. You're like, great, man, I got, like, bird It's, like, really random stuff where, like, you're going to your car, like, you know, you're feeling great, and you get to your car, and, like, the, like, windows dash or, or something, and you find out that your radio is stopped. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. like, really random, like, you know, these are just kind of, like, ideas that I had. But, you know, it's also, like, well, kind of fun so acting for that in the middle. Yeah, you know, I think. Cool to do that, but you know, there's things going on. It's like, do actors want to come out and like, like it, it could be done. Like, you don't need a huge like crew of people for that. So, mm-hmm. I guess it's just really getting that down and uh, 
just kind of, you know, getting like a, a script for that and then uh, really have like a storyboard and a plan. It's, I have really no excuses like not doing it. So I guess you just get yeah. that rolling. Get it, get it going. That'd be tight. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would, I mean, with in, Instagram too, like you can put them on there. People are be all about that, but make it a little more thoughtful than like TikToks and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, don't get me started. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like, I don't know, man. I'm scared to download TikTok. They're just, like, yeah. like, it seems like headlines, like, don't download TikTok. Like, other countries are banning it. I'm like, damn. It's, like, kicked off, like, the ILS store. <laughs> like, a few other countries. Yeah, I'm straight. I don't need that. Wow. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Uh, I see yeah. that, though. I see. I see that. I see the TikTok videos, like you know, Instagram stories. But I'm not gonna download that. Like, I, su- I support the people on TikTok. I guess that's a better way of putting it. Yeah. Well, I feel like people on TikTok just post it to Instagram anyway. So what does it matter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see that shit all the time. Yeah. But. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Ruben, did you have any uh, last questions for Moobs? Moobs yeah. and Rubes. Um, <laughs> Moobs and Rubes, baby. Yes. Yeah, I was just gonna ask, uh, just to wrap up, where can uh, where can the people find you and Whitaker on which uh, platforms? Oh man, you can hit us up on Instagram. We have a YouTube. Definitely want to start posting to that more. Um, yeah, uh, and that's just you know at Whitaker Skateboards. If you're trying to hit my personal IG, it's a uh, at Moobs M U U U B Z. Yes, that's right. There's three years. <laughs> oh, <Oladiva>, even whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, that's where you can find me. Yeah, so check out Whitaker Skateboards Instagram, YouTube. Um, we did. We, you know, at the beginning of this episode, we talked a lot about the Black Lives Matter movement. What are your um, suggestions of how people can? support that movement and possibly get involved? Um, you can, there's a lot. Uh, you can, you know, I think it's the most important thing is, you know, a lot of African-American communities are affected from just systemic oppression from a huge financial standpoint. So, you know, Next time you spend your next dollar, just keep a black business in mind. Like, if you're, you know, going to go get coffee, please do not go to Starbucks. Like, don't don't do that. You don't need to do that. Like, maybe try to find, like, a black-owned cafe uh, in your area. And if not, at least support a community-based cafe because the community supports each other. And, you know, at least you do that way that – dollar might resurface itself into a black community or like a black 
business and you know i think that's that's how we support each other and that's how we bring awareness to equality so i think you know starts with with that you know i know it's kind of hard sometimes like people are just like well i don't have those things in my area like okay well then maybe donate to like a cause you know or you know motivate people to donate to a cause if you don't have anything um you know, it's, and if, you know, if you can't, at least if you can't, you know, from a financial standpoint, do that. Like, just, just, you know, be loud about how you support, you know, African Americans as people and then educate, you know, the ones around you that may not be aware or, you know, have, like, been around, you know, that, that kind of, like, culture and environment. Yeah, I don't know have these conversations that are uncomfortable, you know. Um, they have to happen. So, yeah, I think that's that's the best way to to kind of uh, support us as people. Sweet. That's, yeah. Well said. Well said. I mean, there's so many yeah. ways. There's so many ways. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. One way, you know. That's just uh-huh. one way. Or a few ways. Yeah. Yeah, there's also, you know, yeah, just educate yourself and you, it, the resources are out there. So, um, yeah. there's a ton of ways, but thank you for, for offering a few. And I think that's good notes ended on. But, uh, thanks for doing this, Mark. Appreciate it, man. Of course. Thank you guys yeah. for having me. I appreciate it. Thank yeah. yeah. you guys. That's a wrap on this episode of Quarantine Call with Shieldless Mag. Make sure to follow Mubarak on Instagram at Moobs, M-U-U-U-B-Z, and at Whitaker Skateboards. Also follow Shieldless Mag at Shieldless Mag. And uh, if you enjoy the beat that's playing right now, it's by Beats by Dojo, and you can find a link to his music in the description below. This is going to be the last interview of Season 1 of Quarantine Call. Coming at you next week is the season finale with just me and Ruben doing a little recap about our experience running this podcast and what's to come. If you want to see a season two of Quarantine Call, make sure to let us know, give us some feedback, and uh, we'll get back to you. We hope you're all staying safe out there and uh, stay educated. Peace.